What's your type? No, I don't mean in a romantic way. But what's your personality type? Have you ever taken a test to find out? When you're planning to make a big change in your life, it's crucial that you understand as much as possible about yourself, so you can make sure you're, what you're aiming for is the right thing for you. In this episode, we're talking about personality tests and how finding out your personality type can help you decide on your new career direction and give you some tools to power you towards your goals. You'll find out what my top three personality tests are and how you can try them out. How you can reflect on the results to understand more about yourself and your relationships with others, and how knowing and understanding your personality type is integral in planning your career change. This is one of my favorite topics, so let's get started. I'm Nicola O'Hara, and I made the leap from a successful corporate career as a leader in learning, development, and recruitment to launch my dream business, and haven't looked back. Every week, we'll bring you step-by-step strategies, essential knowledge and tools, and share inspirational stories and practical tips, so you are ready to take your leap to a career and life you love. This is the Powering Your Passion podcast. I've always been fascinated by personality types and how people react differently in certain situations. As a teenager, I loved filling out those quizzes—you know, the ones you get in magazines—to find out more about myself and how my mind works. Over the years, I've taken what I learned by completing different personality tests to understand my strengths and what I needed to improve in the way they relate to my work, relationships, friendships, and now, of course, my business strategy. Personality tests are, as they sound like, tools to assess your personality. In other words, how you typically respond. And the traits you show in certain situations. There are many types of tests, and they are, in the most part, self-inventory, which means that the results are based on your responses to a set of questions, and there is no other input, so no other people inputting into your results. So the results will be skewed if you respond in a way that you think you want to be seen as being than what you actually are. For example, many people think that to be a leader you need to be an extrovert, when in fact many great leaders have been introvert. So it's really important that you are honest with yourself when you complete the questionnaire, as you are the one looking for more insight into yourself. You're only fooling yourself if you try and trick the test. The main thing to remember about personality tests is that there's no perfect personality profile. Whatever the test, all the profiles have strengths and weaknesses. So there's no point in trying to get a certain result. Another thing to be clear on is that even if you're assigned a personality type, no one is a hundred percent that personality. There'll always be varying levels in each profile type. So if you take a personality test and the result does not feel a hundred percent like you, that is totally normal, as we're all unique. It may be that you're somewhere between two profiles and have traits of both, but you're just marginally more aligned in the profile that you've been assigned. This is why it's usually best to take a test that also includes a session with a coach or consultant who is trained in that particular test methodology. To help you understand your results, so if you go, do go for a free test, always keep in mind that the reports you get are quite general in order to give the main traits of that personality group, so they won't be completely like you. As I have this interest, it's no surprise that in my corporate job as a learning and development specialist, I always like to include other personality or behavioural assessments in my programs and courses. They were always popular, and the groups, in the most part, had a better understanding of each other and themselves as a result, even those who were more sceptical. 
There's no doubt that really digging into what makes you tick can help you improve everything from your confidence to your relationships to your career and life plan. Now, as I said, there are many tests out there and it's difficult to know which one to try. So I'm sharing my three favourite assessments that personally I've used and that I've also used with my clients in courses and one-to-one coaching. Now, I have to say here that I'm not accredited in these tools. I use partner consultants when I include them in my programmes. I'm talking about these based on my personal use of them and my experience of the benefit they've had with my clients and me. First up is Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, or you may know it as MBTI. This personality test is my personal favourite. It's one of the oldest. It was first introduced in the 1960s. It's the only one that I really feel connects most with my personality and that has helped me understand myself, and that is also spot on with my strengths and weaknesses. It was created by the mother and daughter team Catherine Briggs and Isabel Briggs Myers, who based it on the work of the Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung. Myers and Briggs narrowed personality down to 16 types based on four different dichotomy pillars and an individual's preference for one or the other. In other words, they gave four sets of options and your type is based on how much you prefer one option or the other. It makes more sense when you go through it one by one. So if the first pairing or dichotomy pillar is extroversion or introversion. We've all heard these terms before. This is whether your preference is to focus on your inner world or if you're more focused on the outer world. There's always a misinterpretation on this one. People think that they have to be the life and the soul of the party to be an extrovert or sitting in their house alone to be an introvert. That's not quite right. It's a huge topic, so I'm not really going to go into it here. Maybe I'll do it in a, in a future episode. But in short, it's where you give energy and where you get energy. In her book, Live Life from Your Front Seat, counsellor and MBTI practitioner Jessica Butts says, extroverts give their best energy to the world, to other people. Doing this energises them and makes them happy. Introverts, on the other hand, get energy and recharge from being alone. They save their best for themselves. That does not mean that extroverts don't need to be alone at times or introverts don't like to socialise. I love Jessica's book. It explains what can be a complex subject clearly and with humour. Even though I've known MBTI for years, it gave me a really fresh perspective. So I can recommend it as a way of understanding MBTI, but also how you can leverage the best of your personality type while navigating the things you're not so good at. The next pairing is sensing or intuition. This is related to how you process information. Do you focus on basic information that's in front of you by using your five senses? Or do you prefer to look beyond that information and hypothesize or add to it? So are you primarily in the here and now type person, focusing on what you see around you in the moment? In other words, a sensor. Or do you maybe use your gut instinct, think of potential or what could happen in the future as an intuitive? It's interesting that 75% or thereabouts of the population, of the world population, are sensors, and only about 25% are intuitives. So intuitives can sometimes feel misunderstood or a bit odd if they've not been around other intuitives, and sensors can often misunderstand them. Okay, moving on. Thinking or feeling. When you make a decision, do you prefer to use logic mainly, or would you prefer to consider people, your feelings or other circumstances first? This is the one I could recognise when I was in the corporate world. I'm primarily feeling. So when decisions were made, I would think of the employees, how they'd feel and what impact it would have on them. Whereas others I work with would be thinking about the goal, 
what we're trying to achieve in a far more clinical way. Neither of us were wrong. It shows why in teams you should always have a mix of personalities, so all bases are covered. It's also why it's good to know your type and where your blind spots are so you can work on them. The last pairing is judging and perceiving. So do you prefer order and structure or to stay open to new circumstances and information? Are you someone who likes to plan a holiday down to the last detail or do you just like to arrive and see how it goes? Are you organised or a bit of a butterfly or a squirrel darting from one thing to the other? Knowing which one is more your preference can help you focus on being more organised if you're a squirrel or relaxing a bit if you're hyper-organised. So how do you find out your MBTI profile? The official MBTI test will take you through a number of questions, all designed to assess your preference within each dichotomy pillar. You will then be given a four-letter personality type and a report on what that means in terms of how you approach the world and decisions. The report is personal to you because it will take into account your particular scale for each pillar. So if we're talking about extroversion or introversion, you can see how extroverted you are on a scale. Which means that although you may come out extroverted, you could either be 100% extroverted or closer to the middle of the scale, meaning you show some more introverted tendencies. Now you will have to pay to do the official MBTI test, which really is worth doing if you're happy to invest. The cost can be anything from £40 to £100, depending if you want a consultant to talk you through your results. Alternatively, there is a great free test based on similar methodology called 16 Personalities Type Test. It will let you know what personality type you are, and you can also read the general report on that particular type, which is really detailed, but it won't give you your personal breakdown on each pillar. I've taken that version myself, as have many others I know, and we all think it's scarily accurate, so definitely worth, uh, worth a go. If, like me, you're interested in learning more about this type of test, you can do some further reading by going to the myersbriggs.org website. The next test I want to share with you is the Enneagram. Now, you're usually either a fan of MBTI or Enneagram. So this is my personal second choice, but it's still a great option. It's used a lot in business settings and can be very insightful. The Enneagram assesses you as one of nine personality types. The nine types are, as described by the Enneagram Institute, the reformer. So the reformer is more rational, idealistic. They're principled, purposeful, self-controlled and perfectionistic. The second is the helper. That's someone who's caring, interpersonal. They're very demonstrative and generous, people-pleasing type people. And they can be quite possessive on the negative side. Third is the achiever, the success-orientated, pragmatic type. So This type are adaptive, they like to excel, they're quite driven and image conscious. The fourth is the individualist. These people are sensitive, more withdrawn, but they can be um, expressive and quite dramatic and self-absorbed and sometimes can be temperamental. Five is the investigator. They're quite intense and cerebral. They can be very perceptive and innovative but sometimes can be a little bit isolated. Six is the loyalist. They are committed, security-oriented types. They can be very engaging, responsible, but also a little bit anxious and suspicious. Seventh is the the enthusiast. That's the busy, fun-loving type. And they are very spontaneous, versatile, but also can be a little bit scatterbrained. Then we have eight, the challenger. 
This is the more dominant, powerful type, very confident, decisive and willful, but also can be a little bit confrontational. The ninth and final type is the peacemaker. They're quite easygoing, self-effacing type, very receptive and reassuring and agreeable. Now, if you want to have more information on those types, do go to the Enneagram website. Um, I'll put the details to that in the show notes. Now, to get the Enneagram profile, you'll take a 20-minute or so long test and answer questions that will ask you to pick between two options. When you're done, the test will put you in one of the nine different types. Interesting thing about it is that it also gives you wings or secondary types that connect you to the other types, which can help if you feel that your main type does not fully show up who you are. I found this particularly useful as I found the type I was put in was not 100% who I am, but when connected to another type, I felt more comfortable that it represented me as a whole. As I said, in personality tests, there is no best type to have. The Enneagram Institute says no type is inherently better or worse than any other. While all the personality types have unique assets and liabilities, some types are often considered to be more desirable than others in any given culture or group. Furthermore, for one reason or another, you may not be happy being a particular type. As you learn more about all types, you'll see that just as each has unique capacities, each has different limitations. The ideal is to become your best self, not to imitate the assets of another type. If you want to know more on Enneagram and how it's structured, then go to the Institute of Enneagram website. I've put the link to the free version of the test and the other links to the Institute in the episode show notes. The third and final personality test I want to cover is called DISC. The DISC assessment is based on the work of William Moulton Marsden, a psychologist who created the DISC theory. And the DISC model centres on four factors known as dominance, influence, steadiness and conscientiousness. Its main focus is on empathy and how by understanding other DISC types, you can adapt your behaviour to work better with others. This is a tool I use a fair bit in my courses in the past as it's great for teams, but it also helps you understand how you may need to adapt when going into a new job specialism or industry. I'll talk briefly through the different factors. So first is dominance, likely to be direct, assertive, independent and decisive. They are competitive and ambitious and love goals and challenges. They are action takers and comfortable with conflict and they are happy to assert their will to be in control of a situation. The second is influence. The second is influence. So people who are high in influence often like fun. They are confident, engaging and extremely approachable. They also love social settings and value connecting with others and they get really excited about exploring fresh ideas and beginning new projects. Third is steadiness. Those who display a lot of steadiness tend to be naturally reserved people who look for people who are similar to themselves, so supportive, consistent and loyal individuals in their relationships. They have great people skills and are known for being very sympathetic to other people's views. They also have great listening skills. The fourth is conscientiousness. These personalities are extremely analytical and enjoy process, structure and rules. They are intensely sceptical and use logic to objectively make decisions rather than being swayed by emotions. They think through their decisions and do not think do anything rashly or spontaneously. These are the people that would usually be sceptical when I introduce personality tests to them. There is a free DISC test you can take and you can upgrade to pay for more detail. Details are in the episode show notes. and I've also added other websites with information on DISC if you want to learn more about that. Now, when you do take personality tests, it's really important to take action. 
don't just do the test, look at the results and say, oh, that's interesting, then put it aside. They can be fun to do, but also can be a really powerful exercise to help you at work, in your relationships, and to confirm if your big career leap is aligned to your personality. Ask yourself questions like, was I surprised by my results? Were there any, oh my God, that's me moments? Was I relieved to know I'm not the only one to think that particular way? What was confirmed by these results? What opened my eyes? Was there any particular weaknesses or strengths? How can you better utilise that skill set? And how can these results help you towards your career leap? Next, share your results with your partner, family and friends if you feel comfortable with it. It can be fun and really insightful to hear what they think. In my experience, you usually hear them say, wow, that is definitely you. If not, and you believe it is accurate, you can talk to them about how it does reflect how you think and feel, as that can really foster understanding between you and your loved ones. Then, if they're willing, get them all to do one or more of the tests as well, as understanding of how we all prefer to act in certain situations can make things run far smoother. That's why when I helped develop teams in my corporate job, I would often use personality tests and behavioural assessments to help team members understand each other better and therefore foster a better working environment. Learning about your basic personality type through personality tests like those I shared can help you become your best self while giving you tools to understand and connect with other types. Ultimately, you may already know yourself and what you're good at and what you need to improve, but sometimes we can be blind to certain aspects of ourselves or think that we are odd because we think in a certain way. Personality tests are tools that can help you recognise who you are and why you act in certain ways when faced with different circumstances. They also can help you understand why you behave and think differently than other people in your life, which can really help with your relationships with partners, parents, siblings, friends and colleagues. In terms of your career leap, it can help you confirm if a certain career path is right for you. They can't make the decision for you whether to take it, but they are another tool in your kit to help you decide before you take that leap. Before we finish up, and in case you're wondering, I'll let you in on my personality test results, which I think reflect me fairly well. In MBTI, I'm an ENFJ, so that's extrovert, intuitive, feeling, judging, which means I feel called to serve a greater purpose in life and strive to have a positive impact on other people and the world. I also am very organised and do like to have everything in its place. On the weaknesses, I can be too idealistic and can have a tendency to people please. I'm an Enneagram type 3, so success orientated, pragmatic, adaptable and driven. I also have a type wing, which is type 2, meaning I have an ability to connect with others and and care for my community. This again tells me I'm too focused on how I'm perceived, so I know I really need to work on that one. In DISC, I'm an influencer, so I'm social and like connecting with people and like to explore fresh ideas and begin new projects which is all very true. So go ahead and read the profiles of each of these types if you want to, and you will get to know me just a little bit better. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I could talk about this stuff for hours, so I had to really rein myself in to keep it shorter. The bottom line is, personality tests are great tools to understand yourself more and to help others do the same. You need to be honest when completing them, or the results will not quite be quite right, or a waste of time if you're not being true to yourself. There's not one perfect test, so try a few, as they all show you different aspects of your personality. Most importantly, don't just take a test and leave it there. Always analyse the results and ask yourself what you've learnt and how you can use that learning to impact how you view yourself, how others can view you, 
and if what you're planning to do with your career and life is really true to you as a person. If you've been looking for a way to connect with yourself on a deeper level in order to find your burning passion and purpose for your new career and life journey, then personality tests can seriously help with that. On that note, if you want to know other elements in finding your one burning passion that has the power to become a new career or business, then download my free guide, How to Find Your Burning Passion and Ignite Your Career and Life. I developed it for people that know they want to move on from their current job to something new, but either are multi-passionate and don't know what to choose or who are not sure about what they're passionate about anymore. When you have completed the exercise in the guide, you will have uncovered your passion, have a clear vision of what success means to you and know what skills you want to leverage to get you there. To download it, go to www.nicolohara.com forward slash burning passion or there's a link to it in the episode description. I hope you'll go and try some of the tests I shared. I'd love for you to share your results with me. So let me know what types you, you, you were assigned and if they are accurate by commenting in the episode show notes or by commenting on my Facebook, Pinterest or Instagram pages. Okay, it's time to go. I've been talking on far too long. Remember, everyone deserves to live their passion. So get started. This is your time. Thanks so much for listening. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, follow or subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google or Stitcher, or go to my website, nicolaohara.com forward slash podcast. Podcast.